Hey everybody, welcome to the Single Tracks Podcast. My name is Jeff and this evening I'm here with Aaron and Greg to talk about day one of Interbike. We just wrapped up a round of appointments today with a number of companies and I wanted to ask you guys, what did you think about day one Interbike 2016? So the general vibe from the show is is really low key, but not in a really good way. Um, I mean, we don't like to be super negative, but it's like, you know, we saw, we talked with a lot of people and we had a lot of good meetings, but there are a lot of people noticeably absent from the show. And most of the folks we chatted with, like maybe there's a new product, but there, there's very little that's earth shattering. Overall, people aren't super stoked. I would agree with you, Greg. I would say stoke levels that are nearing all-time lows (laughs) no it was really good to see you know see some familiar faces and you know people that we might only get to see once a year out here at interbike so it's good to catch up with some folks but uh yeah i mean there was there was a lot of new stuff on the apparel front i think maybe that was just a a function of the meetings that i had but uh the brands that i visited but there are a lot of new apparel a lot of new helmets and stuff like that you know, one of the cooler things I saw was, uh, component-wise, was a new dropper post from Richie. And their their goal with that was to make reliability the key feature to their post. Any of us that have had issues with dropper posts know that um, reliability is a major concern. And it's reasonably light and relatively well-priced. I think they're going to shooting for a $350 MSRP. So that was pretty cool to see. But again, like Greg said, I mean, it's... It, while it is a new product, it's nothing earth-shattering. You know, it doesn't work via mind control or anything <laughs> like that. So I think also it's just kind of hard because bikes are so good right now in general that it's going to be tough to have any kind of real earth-shattering innovation. I think it's just going to be these kind of micro-evolutions where things get just a little bit better every year i mean i think just the fact that that happens is pretty cool you know the fact that this year's fork is more forkier than last year's and (laughs) that kind of thing so the fact that we are still making improvements is impressive but uh, maybe we just get a little jaded or maybe we expect a little too much i do think we see a few things emerging so we did talk a little bit about about, you know, there's new apparel and new stuff, but a lot of what we've seen new is uh, better p- body protection. So, I mean, I, I chat with G-Form, and there wasn't, like, anything groundbreaking again, but, like, they have new pads that are better than they ever were before. Um, we're seeing better helmets than we ever have before with better MIPS integration, um, better chin bars. Uh, Helena spoke with Danies, and they've got, like, a ton of pads, and there's a lot more protection coming out that's lighter and easier to wear and easier to use you know so stuff like that isn't like you know it's not flashy per se but it's still like good evolution and good for us as a whole i think the one thing i did see that was pretty freaking rad today was uh i saw a new hitch rack from yakima and uh if you ever use a tray style hitch rack you've no doubt encountered your saddle hitting the handlebars on the next bike or some bike on bike interaction that's not very good but yakima's new hitch rack which i believe is called dr trey i'll have to double check that um they've got a new rack but essentially what it does is each tray on the rack is totally mobile so you can move the trays 
front and back along the plane so you can move them further apart or closer together and then you can also move them side to side so they can move every direction to essentially keep your bikes from hitting on each other um, while they're on the back of the car reducing damage and allowing you to easily fit your bikes on there which is a, a pretty slick innovation you know we've seen a few racks where you can move the trays side to side a little bit but being able to separate them out further um, is not something I've ever seen before. And Yakima also announced a rooftop tent a few months ago, which we wrote up in the press release, but actually getting to check it out in person and see it. I was actually pretty impressed seeing it in person. You know, you hear about these rooftop tents, you're like, oh, that's sort of gimmicky. But then when you actually see it, I was like, oh, I could, I could use that thing. They had some pretty cool stuff on display. They also had some new uh, tray style racks uh, for like a roof system. Um, and those were more like, again, incremental improvements, but again, good looking racks. Bikepacking is becoming more and more popular. And I saw tents from like a number of companies. So there was the Yakima one, and then there was a company, some like small Asian company that had a tent for your bike, a tent that you could sleep in, but also put your bike inside with you. And apparently they have a patent pending. So in case you want to rip that idea off, you can't. And then Topeak actually has made a tent for years and they're just now realizing that like people are into that. This tent is really cool. You, you gotta see pictures of it, but basically you use, you take off, take off your front wheel you use the wheel to support one side of the tent, and then you use your fork or you know your handlebars to support the other side. So basically, it doesn't have any poles or anything. It just uses your bike parts to hold itself up. All right, Jeff, what else did you see that was cool to show? Well, by now, you've probably heard about all the stuff that GoPro is doing. They just announced a drone that they're going to be releasing and a gimbal, and they've got new GoPro cameras. And we actually went to a media preview on Tuesday night and got to hear a little bit about those products. Um, but then I met with GoPro again today and really got like a closer look and, and man, the drone is really cool. Like me want one of those. <laughs> I mean, they just make it look so easy to use. Who knows if that is true in practice, but the, the whole kit comes with everything that you need to fly the drone and to take really good footage. So one, I'm looking forward to all the awesome bike videos we're going to start seeing thanks to this this new drone system. But also, I kind of want one for myself now. I don't know what I'm going to do with it, but <laughs> it's cool. It's like uh, RC cars, next level. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like a video game, too. This is not... A lot of the drones, you know, you can, you can find drones like on Amazon for a couple hundred bucks that sure you can fly and you can put a gopro on it but this is like a complete end-to-end -end system where you've got the whole like control system with a screen on it and you can you're basically flying the drone first person point of view so it is like a video game but it's got a gopro on it and you're recording like on the screen you see what the drone is seeing so you can fly yeah. it like yeah so it's as if you're in the pilot seat yeah that's pretty sweet how much does it cost so how much do you think it would cost? Is it to me? It like didn't a bajillion dollars. <laughs> yeah, it depends. Does it include the camera? No. So no all right. Camera. So without right. the camera, it's, let me guess. All right. Is it five hundred dollars? It's more. Ah. It's seven hundred ninety-nine dollars. Damn. But again, you get a drone, 
and you get this this whole like control thing which is i mean it's like got a big screen on it and everything it's like getting an ipad with your drone and then not only that it's got a gimbal system in it that you can take out and use as like a handheld gimbal you can even mount it to your chesty uh, so you can you can have wow. smooth footage on your rides. So you get a this lot. This is sounding like a better and better deal here, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> See that that's pretty so. exceptional for Interbike this year. And uh, I did notice that GoPro won Best of Media Preview last night, and I can say I did vote for them. So I'm pretty stoked on that. Yeah. Good job. And then yeah, they're just again. I th- I probably mentioned it on our last recap, but there's a lot of e-bike stuff going on. Um, <laughs> And, and you know they don't want to hear about that. I know they don't, but <laughs> but look, it's it's out there. It's coming. And it is. They're really kind of beating you over the head with it this year. I mean, it's in all the, you know, all the promotional material for the show, the show dailies, which is um, essentially like a daily newspaper for Interbike. You know, all the majority of the advertisements in it are all e-bike related, and it's, it seems that maybe on the dealer level, that people really think that e-bikes are the future um yeah definitely seems like it's more for the commuter side now but that's where they're putting all their chips yeah and not only are there a lot of e-bikes but even on my appointments with you know regular companies today for example i talked with kenda about their tires and and they have a whole segment of e-mountain bike tires so they got the nevagol but it's like a e-bike version and you know, I got the whole spiel about how it's different from a regular Nevagol tire, and it kind of bums me out. I don't know. Because, <laughs> I mean, there is technology behind it and stuff, but it also feels like I'm being marketed to. I mean, it's 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 everybody, though. Like, SRAM's got their own e-bike drivetrain, like, not the motor yet. Um, Shimano has their own motor, but SRAM has, like drivetrain parts for an e-bike and i was just actually looking at one on an e-bike and it's just interesting to notice how it was like a little overbuilt and engineered but i mean we're seeing it with forks um different uh fork internals to handle the extra weight i mean it's uh it's basically all the parts on the bike which begs the question is it a bicycle if it has all of its own parts yeah i don't know i mean they look like standard parts like you couldn't if you looked at the you know, e-bike tire versus a regular tire looks exactly the same, but but then we've got a little different label on it. Yeah, but we've got like let's say you know Fox. We have suspension manufacturers that make like motorcycle forks, bicycle forks, now e-bike forks, and sort of like each one's a little bit different segment. So I don't know. I find it interesting. This has been fun recapping our first day of the Interbike Indoor Show. We'll be here one more full day, so I know we'll have a lot more to talk about in a future podcast episode. If you want to keep up with all the latest from Interbike, be sure to check Single Tracks, follow us on Facebook, and you'll get the latest updates. Thanks for joining us. Talk to you again next time. Peace.